Alright, let's talk about Under the Silver Lake. Let me start by saying, uh, obviously this, this movie came out in 2018. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, and you're planning on seeing it, uh, watch it before you, you listen yes. to this podcast. Uh, that is your, 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 uh, viewer discretion, <laughs> your warning. <laughs> um, you definitely go and see it if you like Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah, or holy good. shit, that kind was like fucking crazy. kind of uh, mystery movies, you would like this. Also, if you're okay with it being a little weird. So, like... <laughs> I don't even know, because I got mixed signals the entire time, really. Okay. Um, number mean. one, I feel like all the codes and everything else that's, like, naturally going on, I got, like, that kind of, like, they live kind of attitude going on with this whole idea that, like, you know, the the rich and the powerful or something else is, like, controlling the world, you know, like the Matrix kind of feel. Like, this mm-hmm. idea that there's something greater that is is, like, controlling every part of everything that we do in our lives and thus like uh i think like the most interesting line for me in terms of that ideology was uh when he's talking about it and i think well obviously with the the music the the songwriter right he discloses that but he's talking solely about music and and some of the other media forms and he's saying you know like i i've done everything that you've ever you know dance to have renegated against like all this stuff right so like that was a big one for me but then also i think when he was in the tub pouring tomato juice on himself when he was going off on it um it was just a lot of the stuff that he had talked about in there about like you know about hidden things and the idea that like some people might get a different sense from the same thing you know what i mean so, like, that was number one. I don't know if that was the strongest one that I felt, like, theme going on. But it was definitely, like, a theme. Um, I was kind of 50-50 between that and also, like, it was definitely a sexualized movie. Um, and I kind of got, like, this this other vibe of it. Of, like, this is how, like, he looks at women. And, like, the whole dog thing was, like, uh, this idea that, like, he doesn't, like... He really doesn't have, like, a life at all throughout the entirety of it. There's nothing that he has that, like, holds him down at all. And so it's, like, a dating, quote-unquote, like, a dog. Because, like, they brought it up at the end there. Like, it's just, like, unconditional love. Because you don't really have to do anything in return. But, like, the way, like, you know, obviously he just, you know, sleeps with a bunch of women. You know, he, like, doesn't work. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't really do anything and he doesn't care about anything. And so there's no need, like he just isn't held down and constrained by anything. It's all unconditional to him. That was the other option that I got. I don't know. Okay. So why did he have dog treats in his pocket, John? I assume, I mean, I assume if the, the case is actually like going off of it and like, we're looking at bare bones, like, I assume that he was the one killing the dogs. Yes. That is the... This guy, from my understanding, is a serial killer and kills dogs. And I knew that from one of the first frames in the movie. Yeah, I felt like that was just too, like... In your face. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's that... It's kind of like reasoning happened. amongst everything else. Like... 
like a lot of the stuff that happens is just like completely serial killer things where he thinks that there's hidden messages. Like I think, what was it? Marilyn Manson found a message in a Beatles song to go and, you know, tell people to kill people in the Hollywood Hills, mm -hmm. you know, um, he's carrying dog treats in his pocket. Uh, he basically, in every situation, he's stalking women and, yeah. uh, is, and the association, association with women and dogs is like that they are, he's killing dogs because of his frustration with women. That's kind of like that scene in the, with the hobo King, uh, is that somebody left him and now he's taking out his anger like by killing dogs and there's also that scene right before they go skinny dipping in the lake where she's like well if somebody could kill a dog don't you think it's like a, you know another step to go kill a human he, or like they wouldn't give a second thought to killing a human he's like oh i don't think so so i think but i the, the ending it's like the police officer and the landlord are coming into the building and that's when his jig is about to be up because they're about to find bodies and the reason that he smells all the time is because he's fucking constantly around rotting bodies in his apartment. And most uh, of the people that he sees aren't real. People that he's either known before or has killed them like that, that, uh, you know, escort of the stars. She's like, also, he has money. He keeps constantly paying for things when he has no money. Yeah, um, that's true. So she's like, you, you, the place got your credit card, right? And he's like, yeah, that's not true. She never brings it up again. All these people keep ending up in the same spots. All of them wanting to fuck him. Uh, you know, like, it's this just delusional... Uh, and also, he, he's obviously obsessed with movies, because a lot of movies are leaking into this fantasy of his. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Yeah, this, you know, the, they, when, they're, when he's following guns. around the... the like, the, the wet, uh, white convertible, and they're all, like, dressed in 80s clothes. You know... Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Also, I think his mom's dead also. Because those phone calls that he gets, I, I just think that she's not alive. I think those are phone calls. He's like, very much like a Norman Bates type thing in Psycho, where his mom is dead and he still talks to her. Mm. Uh, also, when that woman gets killed in the lake and she's falling downwards, she's in the exact same pose on uh, that, as that Playboy magazine that he has. Oh my god. Yes. I'm, so that's what I was talking holy about. Holy shit, you're fucking right. So I think all of this, and the reason I allude to Mulholland Drive is because Mulholland Drive is basically almost the same premise where there's this actress who gets jealous of a, another actress and ends up killing her, and the whole movie is this deluded dream like almost dreamlike state of her coming to terms with it. And then she ultimately kills herself. Hmm. So, I thought he was going to kill himself eventually. I was kind of yeah. surprised that he didn't in the end. Mm -hmm. uh, that was one thing I was kind of expecting the entire time. But like the whole movie, I think is just like this delusional. Do so you think the like, entire thing is just this, this that's like the thing in his head. main theme of it. Like there's no other, like, I mean, there's themes of it. I'm just saying that's what's happening in the movie. Yeah, that's like, like the core. A, you know, like okay. a character arc. See, I don't think I like paid attention to that arc that much. And the whole reason why is because I was looking for like this deep, like deep, 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 like super deep meaning. And I was just like, well, I know he kill is killing the dogs. Like I kind of knew that at the beginning and like I wasn't looking for like anything else. Um, I kind of suspected, I guess, that there was some like deep hatred or like not hatred, but like deep-seated uh pain set forth onto him by like women 
there's definitely so much women in oh this yes movie. he thinks that uh yeah. you know that he's like all these sexual encounters maybe besides the one at the very end with that old woman yeah uh, i feel like that was the, the only one that like was actually also, like, there's a couple there's a lot of times where he associates getting off with pain like the, literally when that woman finds out that her father's dead he grabs his cock dude i don't know if you saw that he literally reaches for it like at that party you know when she's like plastered and then everybody finds out that her dad dies and like does she know that's because he got he... kicked in the nuts though right no i would watch that scene again and there's also a couple of the times where you know when he's uh he has everything spread out on his bed and he's jacking off and mm -hmm. he like can't do it i think it's so because he calls a stripper over to like this prostitute over to kill her he gets off on pain there's another instance in the movie where i think it's the very what is it oh yes when he when that woman's given at the very beginning of the movie where he's having sex with uh his fuck buddy you say mm -hmm. and they're watching the tv and the this wife is pleading and crying for her husband to come home. That's when he gets off. Oh yeah, that's fucking. Oh my god, you're right. Wow, that's that's so fucking impressive. <laughs> There's so many details like that. Like that's why I love this. I, I was lo loving it so much because, like, just kind of assuming that, whole, and knowing like, that. Purpose yeah. of like the um. The uh the guy that's writing those stories. It's uh, very common for people who are like, you know, psychotic and psychopathic mm -hmm. to think that everybody's out to get them or that their world is not what it seems and that there's people leaving them messages, you know, like that just all just feeds into his, his like, delusions. Kind of, yeah, because really he has nothing like that's mm -hmm. why he's, he, he, he hates the homeless, even though he is almost homeless himself. And that he's guy says that, right? Him. I mean, he goes, yeah, more he homeless than me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he's right. So it's like all he's just like projecting, basically. That's incredible. Because it would make more instead of him fucking up and like you know being an awful person, the world is making an awful person out of him. Yeah, it's easier There's to nothing that he feel can that do about they it. they yeah. are causing him mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Wow. I well, love how I, mean, gonna, I thought there was honestly, gonna be some like revealing good. scene. Yeah, no, I really like. I thought there was gonna be some revealing scene where it was like, "Oh, this is it." And the closest I got to that was the dog treats thing, where I was like, "Oh, this is the yeah, most yeah. they've gotten about it." But he and still it, doesn't even say it. Like, then nothing happens. He just says that, like, uh, like, well, I mean, he kind of alludes to like you had said, like about the whole it's idea. Just like, how long it. ago was that? And he's like, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. You know? So. Uh huh. And, like, I mean, throughout the movie, like I said, in terms of him being the one that's killing the dogs, like, I don't know, it's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he feeds the same treat that then, like, I mean, he has, like, that weird dream about where he's, like, following the line of treats to a dead dog's body. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like... Yeah, I also think the girl the he's looking exactly after, the he same. killed. Yeah, I think the, the girl that he's... Sarah, the one he's chasing the entire time, he killed. And Yeah, I think know, so, too. That's mm -hmm. him also just, like, you know... Well, I think, like, calling into the, like, ascension or whatever. Yeah, because he wants to know that, like, she, she she asked him if it was a mistake that she went down there. And he was like, maybe, because, you know, he's the one who sent her down there. Yeah, exactly. Around, you know. And also, like, in that car with, that they found the bodies of her, there's a dog in it, like, in the trunk mm -hmm. they mentioned. So, you know, that was probably the cover-up for hiding her body, maybe. Well, like, all, all of them are down there, right? And then all of the three other women, you can assume that he killed the ones that he's talking to right there, right? Or something? Yeah. 
Maybe. And then the guy, I kind of feel like they are ascending too as we portray, but I think he killed them all. Yeah, definitely possible. And that's why they're going to go into the, the ground. Yeah. Uh, like, I think it's safe to say that anybody that is quote-unquote ascending in that movie is because yeah. of him. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, like, that was definitely something that I was like, oh, this is, you know, wow. Also, I noticed that people that I think are imaginary to him don't notice that he smells. Yeah, everybody like, else, A lot of people like, that, knows. like, are actually there are like, oh my god, like, you smell horrible. And then, the, like, you'll go from somebody, like, j- just saying that to somebody else who doesn't even mention it. Mm-hmm. And it's, instead, just like we should fuck. just talk to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? like, like exactly, the that's exactly my point. Yeah. <laughs> so it really is like that distinguishing from yeah. what's real and what's not. And really, what's probably happening in that scene where he met that balloon girl and the you know the cemetery party. That party probably was never there, and he was sitting in front of that actress's grave. You know, like mm. that's why he woke up in front of it is because he was there because his mom liked that actor. So it's a lot of uh, very serial serial killer things. Yeah, well, as far as what you get as a general theme out of it, uh, I don't know. I guess that's up to you. How was the the cinematography in your? I mean, I loved it because there was a lot of allusions to Hitchcock and older Hollywood techniques. Um, I think it was like the framing was amazing. Yeah, it was very uh compositional mm-hmm. every frame had like stuff packed into it and it was really you know a lot of old school techniques were used not like too much but you know enough to make it feel like an old school hollywood movie which is definitely what it was going for i think i think like midway through the movie i started to see how much shit was like around them all the time and i ended up like like i saw that at the beginning but like what i mean is like halfway through like i was paying more attention to like all the background shit than yeah. like what was actually like in the forefront of the screen like especially yeah, when yeah. he started talking to like that that guy that's writing those stories and there's like all these newspaper clippings and yeah, like huh. i was like okay what's that say over there <laughs> like also the owl boring. lady is also representation of his feeling towards women like yeah the idea that like this woman comes in has sex and then kills you, kills you. yeah like is reminiscent of like this idea that like you fall in love with someone and then they break your heart mm-hmm. right like that's yeah, what like th- that's what his feeling is you know you get hurt after you have a committed thing which again like as i was saying about the dogs um and that whole line about the unconditional love, like, I think that's definitely something to remember because I think, you know, this idea that he is hurting from this pain that he's, you know, that he believes is coming from, like, from women, like, I think that ties into this idea that he can kill dogs without having any feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not saying that he never killed people because, I mean, we saw him fucking beat the shit out of kids yeah that was like the dudes after after i saw like the very it was one i think it's like the the first shot yeah because it pulls in or a second one and Mm -hmm. it shows him framed with beware the dog killer behind him on the window Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh he's the dog killer like i immediately thought that i'm just like let's see and then when he beat up those kids i'm like okay he's definitely the dog killer he's like he had zero remorse like he is so violent there's like cut. I mean, when he beats up that like musician Jesus, mm-hmm. like just, just pulls him off the toilet and just beats Dude, the shit. I was him. taking a shit and he just yeah. rips him right off the pole. 
So well, yeah. he he clearly is violent, very aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. no, like I mean, I kept on saying throughout the movie, I was like, "Holy shit!" He just goes into whatever house he feels like. Like also, he has of, no yeah, respect yeah, for anything. Breaking in, yeah, yeah, he just keeps on breaking into all these places. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what was gonna... Also, there's like lighting cues that were like very villainous lighting cues. Like when they first, when the police officer first went to his door with like the landlord, mm-hmm. like he was just like dra- the f- top half of his face was like completely draped in shadows. Like a very villain-esque, like hiding something look. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just like a couple of lighting cues that are also suggesting that he's pretty dark. <laughs> there was a couple of camera angles where they were looking like down at him, or like you know how they like do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, that also the pl- the party shot he goes with the squirrel purgatory. too. Yeah. Probably killed that squirrel. Uh, yeah, I think in so. Reality, that was probably the first thing he killed, maybe. I just thought it was interesting how the squirrel like comes out of the tree and the camera angle starts like below, but then oh yeah, it does like a dolly. Above. It's funny, it dollies in and yeah. then it, like flips up, yeah, and it falls straight onto the camera. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, also that that party on the rooftop it goes to is purgatory. I don't. Know yeah, that was that. interesting. I didn't quite get the pins. Did you understand? Yeah, that? I'm not sure exactly. She like hands him one and then goes, "Use it wisely." And I was like, yeah. "What does that mean?" Yeah, I'm not sure exactly on that one. I might have to rewatch it. You know, there was like the whole uh, like they started because okay, so he walks in, she hands him a pin, she goes, "Use it wisely," and then, and then he has a pin, the and then other people pop the balloons, and he throws the pin behind him. Oh, maybe it's without them to represent that he's again getting like sexually rejected. That you know, other people are sticking this girl with pins, and he doesn't end up. Oh, hmm, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that, yeah. Because I don't, yeah, I guess that could be it. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to tie it to also because like the pins were in cherries, mm-hmm. which are like you know. Nuts. Yeah, another sexual thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because I was trying to think maybe like maybe the pin, yeah, like you were saying, like you know the pins like the dick. So then like mm-hmm. everybody's Pops sticking their, their dick in her, yeah. <laughs> but he exactly. doesn't get to right. So he mm-hmm. just throws it behind him, throws his yep. dick out. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but from a cinematography standpoint, very well done. I think there's a lot of green screen shots that are very obvious. I yeah. I, I think they could have been done better. Um, the matte painting was, was cool that you had brought. No, up. I like it when they. Well, that seems purposeful. Yeah. Like sometimes when they use the green screen, it just didn't look that good. Like mm-hmm. when they're covering up the billboard or just that billboard in general, like with that girl's face on it. Um, which is probably now that I think about it, it's probably the girl who ended up like you know causing all of this. She's probably real. Oh, yeah. Because that, the camera angle was like, it was such a wide camera angle when it did a reaction shot of him. Like, he was completely dazed by it. Like, I forgot about that because, yeah, he walks up to her and she's like, hey, how you been? Like, yeah. and again, like, now she's like married. And so we can allude to the idea that, like, obviously they had been together at one point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say that she's still alive. Yes. So, like, and, like, all these billboards and shit. So, like, that's probably the, the the start of this downward spiral that he put himself into. Yes. I was trying to figure out why. I mean, I kind of have an idea. But I was also trying to figure out why at the end there, why, like, half her face was covered in, a, like, the clown. And it said, you know, like, what it said. Like, what was happening, basically, with that billboard. Um, I kind of got 
I mean, obviously, I felt like that tied to the whole uh, idea of, like, you know, what the hobo guy, I think, said. The hobo king, which he was saying that, like, um, was it him? I don't know. Someone had said something, basically, about the idea that, like, he's stuck in, like, a carnival throwing, like, yeah, yeah. plastic no, rings on the, the guy, the pirate guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, like, I was, like, kind of like, okay, well, like, you know the clown is reminiscent of this idea that he lives in this like fucking carnival world, you know, like this fake diluted carnival. But I don't know if that's really what, like, cause I was trying to figure out why they would half her face was covered as a clown and the other half was her face. Yeah. I think it was probably linked. So just kind of interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed it though. I, oh, I, I thought it was really good. Like, honestly, that was, interesting <laughs> trip it was a trip it was definitely a trip i would yeah. i would definitely say uh definitely a trip i was I'm glad that they think... didn't spill the beans all at the end like you know just like oh you're the dog killer and he's gonna be like what are you talking about i don't kill dogs yeah i'm glad like they didn't have him like have someone yeah. like break into his like house or something and like or not like but like when the the policeman and all that came in like the police yeah, I thought like for a second guy, maybe like... they would show them discovering something. Yeah, like I was happy. They cut it right before and You're just like, what the happen, fuck is all this? And then it yeah. just like cuts, and you're like, oh, okay. I gotta say, I kind of now need to go like rewatch some Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah, dude, why here? I, I have to like match up. Right now. Well, I I know I okay. So I've seen like Psycho. I watched Vertigo, The Birds. I watched um fucking what's that one called you with need the to bunny? Watch Rear window. There's one with a bunny. Shit, I'm uh, trying to think about what that fucking one's called. A bunny. Yeah, the fifty foot tall bunny. I don't think that's an Alfred Hitchcock. Movie. Oh yes, it is. I remember you telling me about this movie. Harvey, I think sure. it's called Harvey. I know, but he didn't. I don't think Alfred Hitchcock made that movie. Really? No. I feel like it was a lot. You same. mentioned this movie a lot. I do, dude, because I remember this movie. Was it not hard? Oh, maybe not. Hang on. <laughs> no, it's not. Gonna... Yeah, I know it's not. <laughs> I think I watched it right after I watched Vertigo, so that might be why I thought. Because I watched Vertigo. Yeah. Vertigo. Well, you need to watch. Uh, you need to watch North by Northwest. Um, you could watch Strangers on a Train. You can mm -hmm. also watch Rear Window, which is my personal favorite. Rear Window is alluded to with the binoculars sitting on the like the balcony type thing, mm -hmm. uh, but not really. The whole movie in in Rear Window, the whole movie is like uh, it's Jimmy Stewart and he's hurt his leg, but he's a photographer. So in the spare time, he looks at his rear window into like this uh kind of like apartment square complex, mm -hmm. and he thinks that his neighbor might have murdered his wife, and that is the movie. Hmm. Interesting. No, I, I wow. <laughs> but yes, if you watch uh, if you watch Alfred Hitchcock movies and just compare it to this one, it's just it's obvious that the director was is very fond of Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, I, I would say so, considering that there's like a shot of like Hitchcock's grave just like there, yeah. the headstone, uh -huh. you know? Um there's something else. Oh. I love all the movie references and like the music. Yes. That was fucking funny i really like my favorite part of the entire movie honestly was with the songwriter 
Yeah, I know. I, I really I enjoyed that. Funny. I was like, yeah. dude, this is fucking funny. Because I just scene. love... By the way, that guy, I was going to mention at the time, that's totally a guy in makeup, by the way. I don't know who plays him, but it hmm. looks like a person in old man makeup. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know, yeah, I guess I could have seen that a little bit. He talked way too clearly to be that old, like the way that he looked. I can just tell what, by the way, he looked. It was makeup, though. Let's but uh, I love that idea that he like brings up, like that mm-hmm. it's like this one guy that's writing all these, like not all these songs, but like all these songs, and like they're all coming out of one guy's piano, and like mm-hmm. he he is the one. That like when you're listening to music, he's the one that has has done it all, and like nothing nothing that you've listened to or anything is like artificial. Yeah, is that the right terminology, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You I get my thought, point. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> like, I just thought that was such a cool idea. I really like the idea of like. Like what I had brought up before about this idea of like you're like the world is not as it seems that it's like more than that. Yeah. So it does look like it was somebody in old man makeup, somebody called Jeremy Bob, Jeremy Bob. I'll put that righty in the discord. But, uh, you got anything else? Any finishing remarks here? We're uh, down. I would say, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure. It's not, as original as it follows, I feel, um, you know, just comparatively, I it think. follows is way easier to follow. But I also, yeah, but I also <laughs> think that this movie's just like so well done in so many oh, ways that it isn't like an improvement on it. It follows as far as like technicality and filmmaking goes. And the head bash, so I say, you know, yeah, yeah. no, I I thought it was fine. I thought I was it was like, uh, no, I thought it was just okay. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on, <laughs> what are you expecting? I don't know. I kind of just honestly, it would have been better. I think I I would have liked it honestly better if it wasn't a head bash. Yeah. Or like it was a head bash, but like I felt like it was just so like chunky. Yeah. I don't know if that's what I meant to say. Again, it's like Like, kind of alluding to old Hollywood. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay with the effect. Oh, okay. I mean, I kind of just like it. Kind of made the head look hollow. If yeah. that makes sense, because like when you think about it, like he just swung the guitar at the guy's head, and like, like after a few bangs, like it just totally like concaves into itself and looks like an Easter egg that like got broken open with like caramel in the center, and it's just a hollow Easter egg. You know what I mean? And like yeah. so, I was kind of like, eh, like I I feel like if it had like a little bit more chunk to it, and they did it that way, then okay. Or if they just kind of went with like just like you know really just a lot of blood and like the head being kind of slightly <laughs> deformed from like him bashing it so hard that he's just breaking all like the skull bones in it, like the nose and stuff like that. I think I would have been totally okay with that. Yeah. But I kind of just felt like it just looked like a hollow, like I said, like a, uh, one of those like shit fucking one of those eggs that has the cream in the center. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like when I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Anyways, it just kind of felt like the blood just came pouring out of like a hollow, you know, shell, if that yeah. makes sense. And I was kind of like, eh, like, I, you know, again, I thought it was cool and it didn't like linger on it long enough that you would really be like, so I'm just being critical. I don't think yeah. that would stop me from watching this movie again, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just uh, saying, I think that in terms of that, you know, a little bit more could have been cool. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think it was a terrific experience. Yeah. 
if you, you know, I, I'm sure, hopefully people watched it before listening to this. So hopefully yeah, well, I did, I did give them the warning. The warning. <laughs> the warning was the movie. There. Um, I do, I do think this is one of those movies where like I can imagine with little amount as possible. <laughs> oh like, yes, absolutely. Amount. Yeah, that's the. But um, I think I think this is one of those movies that if you went to go see it in theaters, it would definitely be one of those ones where like. Some people will walk out being like, "This is amazing," and then others you'd hear walking by mm-hmm. that are like, "I don't get the fuck. Yeah, like, what yeah, the fuck I'm did sure. I just pay for?" You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, it's definitely one of those movies. Yeah. So, anyways, but I I thought it was really great. I did too. I uh, to give it a recommend. rating, it would probably be like an eight to a nine, maybe an eight. I'd probably give it an eight just because. Um, I don't know. I think there's movies that I feel like are higher on my list. Yeah. Again, like I don't I was think it was saying, bad. So like I think it's just yeah. you know eight out of ten. And then obviously, um, I don't know. I think it pulls from a lot of reference material, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And you had already described it as you know slightly unoriginal. Not really. Sli- like, it's not unoriginal. It's like, more. Just, it's not completely I, I like the as dark original. Because like no, like old Hollywood never got that dark. Oh, really? this was fucking dark. It was a very dark movie, and that's yeah. what I really liked about it. It had no like problem being dark. dark. Yeah, but <laughs> they didn't again, like I was kind of saying like I, I'm almost certain I know what ha- what is happening here, but I would almost rather it be the case where I have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. But that's very hard to do, you know. Just like com- keep somebody completely in the dark as to what's happening. I feel like if you did that, it would just totally fuck this movie. In my personal yeah, I don't opinion, know. I really liked it. Is what I was saying. Yeah, I There's did too. There's not a lot to find wrong with it. There's a couple things you can nitpick, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But I thought it was a very entertaining, enjoyable movie. What was the uh, budget for this? Uh, I don't know. Probably a pretty, you know, um, if I had to guess, like 10, 20 million. You think so? Yeah. 8 million. Wait. Eight? Okay, there you go. There's he stays Spanish, Charles. So. Yeah, eight million dollar budget. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It made two million in the box. Yeah, office. I remember it not doing very well. It didn't have a wide release. I couldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so bad. I feel like it would have been more interesting if it had a wider release. Kind of weird. I still think people probably. It's a very weird movie. Like if I showed this mm. to my mom, she'd be like, "Why the fuck did you show me that?" Like. You think Mary Reed would watch it? <laughs> Uh, she would watch it. I'm not sure she would like it. She might mm. like it. I don't know. She she surprises me sometimes with uh, my mom definitely would watch hate, this, and then you know she really likes it. I promise you, my my family would not watch this. Yeah, this is a good family movie, John. You no, should, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you should bring them to the, <laughs> the family movie night. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> I can like, recommend the worst ones during the family movie night if you want. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you don't need. Any I help. have I have a hard enough time having them watch like. You know, like seven or something like that. Like, yes, this is like way darker than that. <laughs> like, yes, but I really like this movie. Uh, I did too. Especially right. being a film person, I think it helps. Just mm-hmm. like you know, seeing the inspiration it's coming from. I was really—I don't think it ever was done, but I was really hoping the director would walk in front of the camera holding an instrument, like how Alfred Hitchcock does in all of his movies. But I feel like that might be a little disrespectful, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not disrespectful, but... That'd be kind of like, yeah. Stomping, you know, kind of stepping on Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. But it seemed like he, he obviously loved 
it enough to just completely make like I, I imagine like writing this and going into like making this that's what he was he thought he was just making a, a Alfred Hitchcock modern day movie is probably mm -hmm. the way he would pitch it you know that's the way I would pitch it is you know it's a modern day Hitchcock movie that's kind of dark that's that's definitely how I'd pitch it yeah yeah so with that being said uh I think this is gonna conclude our episode eight unless you have anything else to add corny nope I'm all good. So I would say uh, for both of us giving it uh, a 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, we highly recommend that you watch it if you're interested in something like a modern day Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yes, thank you guys so much for coming by and hanging out with us. We will see you guys next Tuesday for episode 9 of The Junk Box. Catch you guys then. Peace out.